Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. We're back with John Hogue as we talk about prophecy. John, the Native American Hopi prophecy of final warnings. Let's get into some of that. Uh, You were just touching on that before the break. Uh, They were pretty accurate, weren't they? Yes, and uh, for instance, just to give you a list of them, um, the prophecy started with the the coming of the white man across the eastern seas, and if his if he carried a symbol that was a circle, he was the true white man come to balance his life with the red man. If he came with a cross as a symbol, he was the false white man, and would cause a holocaust for the Indians. The then they saw the steer coming, and never with long horns. They saw the railways. They saw how how the white man would put in their lands iron iron ropes on poles and crisscross the sky with cobwebs that's contrails mm-hmm. and then finally uh, towards our time there would be a great alliance of uh, the sun the swastika and the reds and that would make a great war on turtle island that's what they called north america which in a way looks from space a bit like a, a big a turtle, turtle. Yeah. and and so they then said uh, when that happened and when the gourd of ashes was exploded near their lands. Now, a Hopi gourd is a round, bulbous bottom with a thin neck. If you turn it upside down, it looks like a mushroom cloud. And they, they talked about that this thing with this gourd of ashes would be lit, this weapon that would make sterile the land uh, that it blew up on. And when those warnings finally came, they knew it was time to stop keeping secret their oral tradition. And uh, they, they were going to have to tell the people of the world that they're entering the times of the fifth, the fourth world being destroyed into the fifth world, where the last time it happened through flood, as so many other cultures talk about it, and that may be, objectively speaking, because when the Ice Age ended 10,000 B.C. and the sudden flood of rising oceans could be that many people mostly living on the ocean uh, all have these flood stories. Well, uh, we have something happening uh, in two possibilities in the next few decades that deal with fire. A, a runaway climate change of warming, disruptive climate, and the danger of world war through nuclear bombs. Yeah. So, so the thing, you know, the final warnings are that they, they, we would bring stones back from the moon and build a teepee, a house in the sky that was permanent, space station Alpha. And so all the warnings have been fulfilled, so we have entered. They also talked about the main cause of, of the purification of fire was ecological imbalance. And, and since the Hopi are so in harmony with nature, they said the people of our time have completely lost their connection with nature. It's all gone into little cell phones. And so, so a great shock has to happen. Uh, a great awakening uh, has to happen. And I just want to say, because I know that I often come on this show, and I, I really feel about it, uh, that it's a, it's a, I sometimes am so scary. Um, I want to frame one important thing is that is to celebrate the fact that only when the human race is on the abyss, the edge of the abyss. That's only when all of us can see what's going to happen if we don't change. We will change. So We have to change. Yeah, and it will happen. And you could almost in an odd way kind of thank the shocks. 
because in better times when people have the potential to jump out of old patterns and i mean what is prophecy about if it isn't about redefining and recreating a better human race that means that the old habits have to be destroyed in the process of that creation so it's it's not just an easy shift into it but the other thing too is when all your systems start falling apart you're left only to your being and there's a potential you can self-destruct or you can go, my God, if, if my dreams in my Aussie and Harriet life hadn't been shook up, I would have never looked in and found out there's something more than any of that that could create a golden life and a golden age. Who, John, was Matthias Stormberger's in his incredible prophecies? He was a man who was an uh, illiterate um, herder of cows in Eastern Bavaria. He had his visions in the 1780s, 1770s, and uh, they were later uh, written down uh, before he died in 1820. And uh, he's, he's remarkable for being one of a handful of mostly German seers, oddly enough, uh, who breathtakingly foresaw in detail and dated the First and Second World War. I guess there's some karmic connection there, since maybe a, maybe a quantum filament of prophecy where mystics mm-hmm. like Bartholomeus and Stormberger and others um, kind of could see that future Germans would be responsible for this. And uh, and there are a few others, Edgar Casey and Nostradamus, of course, is involved in this group. I talk about them at length in the book, A New Cold War, uh, which I published and initially talked first time on your show back in April of 2014, when it looked like those patterns of prophecies were in motion yeah. for a Cold War 2.0 that does not remain cold, because... Just it, you know, I, I never knew why. How could people? When I read these things in the depths of the Cold War One, how how could Stormberger say that people would walk with their eyes wide open into this catastrophe of a third world war? And now, you know, as things get closer to their potential fulfillment, I don't mean it's preordained, but just potential. You start to see the clues get clearer and clearer. The reason why is that uh, all across the world, and especially in the United States, which is one of the great nuclear powers, people are not being told by their press, their corporately controlled, military-industrial controlled press. I mean, Raytheon has a lot, and Saudi Arabia, and a lot of people have all pay the bankrolls for a lot of the networks. I've got that all in my writings, a chapter and verse and sources. And... And so you're you're not going to hear a view of the full world with if you're going to rub somebody raw that way uh, in their world of hegemony. So the thing is, people aren't even aware. They walk with open eyes because they're not aware. They're they're fourth estate. They're journalists. So the only profession in the Constitution that was even mentioned outside of the leadership saying, you've got to have a free press. It's not being manipulated, controlled by the government. I mean, it's not. you're not even being told how a lot of the social media hegemons 
are actually breaking the Constitution right now by allowing the Atlantic Council as to be their censors, like Facebook does. These are, these are former NSA and CIA heads. This is Raytheon, Grumman, mm-hmm. major military-industrial complex manufacturers, and the generals and leaders of NATO. They're, these are not people who are into peace. It's not good business. And so a lot of, lot of people are by the thousands are being deplatformed in, in this great battle, which is the key, very Aquarian age, this. The key resistance of the organized Piscean age dying uh, ideas are going to try to control your mind, control your information, manipulate your mind by denying you full access to what's actually going on in the world. The danger is that you might find yourself walking, even in a few weeks, as I said earlier, if this thing, if they get Trump to do what they want to do with Iran, that could develop into a major, everybody I'm talking to right at this moment, your lives will be utterly changed when the Middle East goes up in flames. And so, and in a way, that, that, that there's, there's potentials of that coming in this period of travail. And I just would say to this, uh, when things get scary and, and, and you wonder if there's going to be a, a terrible end, just remember what a woman goes through when she's having a baby. And sometimes it's terrifying and, and painful. But just remember that there's something potentially very beautiful that will come through that travail, a rebirth, a rebirth of yourselves, a rebirth of a new humanity. So this gauntlet that we're about to enter, the decade of transformation or destruction or transformation. And what a transformation, huh? It's going to be huge, John. You're going to see more changes in the next 10 years than you saw in the 100 years of the 20th century. My gosh. With everything. Technology, just everything. Everything. You know, remember how many shows we, for decades now, I've been saying how each year we step further into the 21st century. Mm -hmm. There's going to be this pressure, this urge to, to redefine everything about what it is to be human on this planet. And now we here we are, George. We are here. It's We're here. We're entering the gauntlet now. One more question about the 2020. Do you see a large recession or worse coming? The the it's definitely coming, and uh, it's structurally systemically coming uh, from, and it's basically the steps that uh, it could uh, we could see. Think of 2020 as as somewhat like a repeat of 2007 when people were seeing something coming, but there was a lot of denial about what it was until September 2008 happened, and then it really hit. There's a similar thing happening with this, only it's far bigger. Um, You'll see the ominousness of this. You will see, actually, probably the Trump administration will do whatever it can to deepen not only negative interest rates, but go down even into um, deep negative interest rates to uh, and or zero interest as well to to slow this thing from coming. The stars indicate that when Saturn, that's the first pillar of the three pillars that keep the world order as we've known it up and controlling over us, that one drops at the end of December of 2020, just a few, six weeks or so after 
the election. So it's highly likely if if this doesn't come sooner, that is why Trump will be elected. And if if Bloomberg is still there, the possibility is if it comes sooner, Bloomberg might be able, even though he's as charismatic as chopped liver, he's, <laughs> he's uh, yeah he's he is. Uh, he is going to have to play the role of I'm stability. Yeah, yes. I'm a billionaire, yeah. but I'm really a successful Mr. One. Fix it. Mr. Fix it of New York in three terms. And if the American people haven't been completely brainwashed by their partisan news outlets, there will really be a test to see, okay, and you know, his astrology being an Aquarian is, is almost giving him the potential parallel to be like FDR in the last depression and world war. Uh, in an interesting way, the downside is that he'll be a 79 if he's made president uh, on the t- on the 20th of January 2021, which, by the way, has unbelievably powerfully upheavalful uh, conjunctions going on with that. I mean, I said jaw dropper. The um, I'm just, I mean, on that day that the, whoever is elected president is going to be. Uh, a zero degrees um, uh, of the sun in Aquarius, um, Jupiter, the expansion planet or contraction uh, into you know judgmentalism is seven degrees. Saturn is three degrees. Layman's terms, they're in conjunction. They're magnifying this energy. Saturn being the limiter and the reality demander, and they're all squared Uranus and Taurus, which is means that. It's going to conjure a growth point, to put it as positive as I can, a friction point that's saying, look at this, everybody. I'll rub it until it hurts if you don't face this. So whoever the president is going to be has got one of the most challenging charts at the official astrological birth of the next term, whether it's Trump or someone else that I've ever seen. Uh, and it literally is almost a launch off into maybe that person, that presidential cycle might be the last uh, as we know it. Because this other thing that's come up a lot in prophecies is that the 2020s is either a time for America to undergo a kind of civil distress, civil war, or a new revolution, a second American revolution. So, and it would be completed by the mid 2020s when, after Saturn leaves, uh, you have then Pluto leaving in 2024 from Capricorn. That leaves only Uranus in its fall, agitating, agitating um, the the ruler of Aquarius until it enters Gemini, which will then start harmoniously aspecting Saturn and Pluto, especially Pluto, uh, and also in Aquarius which is the sign of revolution and the sign of the birth, truly the birth, the travail of the new age coming at last. And, and then the tide turns. If, if there's a truly an extinction event happening because of our climate be- misbehavior, the, the world will be collectively aware that where there's smoke, there's fire. And just like the last fourth turning, the people rolled up their sleeves, dropped their important ideas, saw that they were trifles compared to defeating Hitler. And this is so much bigger. This is literally 
do we have a future in this planet or not? I believe that, I, I trust that the people of the world, and a lot of the prophets like Osho, my teacher and all, who saw mm-hmm. this stuff coming in great detail, he says, I cannot believe people, when faced with the threat of global death, will not rise up because of the spirit of human beings and do the things they need to do to change themselves in the world to continue the future. To, to, to do the right thing. Hey, 2019, John, was an incredible year for UFO information, possible disclosure. What's 2020 look like? You know, you know, with the, I, I, I feel that it, it's, it's an atmosphere of, of upheaval in history that tends to be very favorable for things being, that have been covered up, getting a whole lot of public light. So if ever there was a time, and it's, that this would happen, it's, and it's also the possibility, as I've said before, the theme of, as we have better and better telescopes, we're probably in the 2020s, we're going to be able to see whether people have in, in, the, um, in the study artificial light of cities or pollution or things that would indicate that they were at least in an industrial era, similar to what we were when our cities had electricity in the turn of the last century. So I, I feel, I'll just stay with it that it's really going to, the, those extraterrestrial people are waiting for us to discover them. Well, it's very possible that uh, could indeed happen, John. Uh, by the very way, highly we... in the 2020s, I think that the atmosphere of the upheaval of the 2020s is the need to think differently to, or die. It's not just a nice little argument on radio or something. It really, when it is like, I've got to really think and feel differently, or I'm dead. Um, then, then that's when people think differently and have take the risk. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.